0: Come with me in your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 4. I know that Wednesday nights are a little bit shorter and I don't want to break that sentiment and be the, the long-winded preacher. They say, blessed are the short preachers. They get invited back again and again. So I want to be that tonight. Come with me, Matthew chapter 4. Uh, the, t- the title of my message tonight is Discerning Dark Agendas. Discerning ju- Dark Agendas. we um, the most beautiful thing about the Bible as uh, Pastor Mike was sharing is Jesus did say, my words are spirit and they are life. All words are spirit, but not all words are life. When the devil speaks, there's no life in his words. There's deception in his words and deception sadly never leads to your betterment if somebody deceives you somebody tells you the car just had the engine replaced and it's and it's all deception it's never for your benefit it's always at your expense for their gain the devil's a deceiver no matter what he's offering you no matter how shiny it looks no, how, no, no matter how much it sparkles or glimmers, it's never for your benefit. He's a deceiver. In fact, the book of Revelation tells us that he's a destroyer. But before he destroys, he deceives. So we want you to, to learn how to discern the dark agendas, how to, how to understand That when we walk in the light, anything that's not of the light, we reject. When you walk in the light, the Bible says you see clearly. So Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. When he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up on, on, into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Go on, throw yourself down. But Jesus said to him, it is written, again you shall not tempt the lord your god again the devil took him up on a high on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and he said to him all these things i will give to you if you will fall down and worship me then jesus said to him away with you satan for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Amen. Amen. You know, most people know this as the as the, the you know the temptation of Christ. In the Gospel of Luke, it shares the same story, uh, but in the Gospel of Luke, it says, and then Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. In the power of the Spirit. So there was something gained. When the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, it, it was inevitable that, that Jesus had to confront evil because to overcome it, you, you're, dis, you're dispossessing that and now you have authority over it. It's very interesting that, that David, when he threw the stone and it hit Goliath, that was a kill shot. Goliath slumped down with the stone embedded into his skull. But David did something else. He took Goliath's sword and he removed Goliath's head. And he, and he picked up Goliath's head. But why would David do that? Because they understood in Bible times that the head represented authority. The head represented authority. David wasn't content just to kill the enemy. David took the head, and the Bible says that David won every battle with the Philistines his entire lifetime. The reason the Philistines never penetrated Israel and never won one battle against David in Israel is because David wasn't content just to put a stone into the skull of Goliath, but he took Goliath's head, literally had authority. The Holy Spirit didn't lead Jesus into, into the wilderness to be tempted, to, to weaken Jesus. He led him in there because Jesus's destiny was to have authority over the devil. Can I tell you, Jesus said, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me therefore go and when you go when you are obedient that authority flows through you but he wrestled authority you and I are meant to have authority over devils we're meant to have authority over demons we're meant to have authority over curses we can break curses and replace them with blessing we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover so so our assignment in, in even in, in the world, you know, people say, well, why why does awakened church get politically involved? And the only reason we get involved politically is because evil got involved politically. If evil didn't get involved politically, we wouldn't have to be involved, but because they want to teach our kids that they can be that they can be born in the wrong body and they can mutilate themselves and and somehow be happy. Because they want to do all kinds of racial division because they want to bring separation, because they they, they they bring things that are anti-God, anti-marriage, anti-family, anti-health, because evil gets in and wants to bring in policies that want to crush small businesses well somebody has to step up and where we have an assignment to drive out evil so you better believe it if you're evil and you want to be the supervisor then you're going to have a problem with us if you're evil and you want to get into our, our county supervisor of, of uh, school boards you're going to have a problem with us the bible says the by the blessing of the upright the city is exalted the bible says when the righteous are in authority the people rejoice but when the wicked rule the people groan Here's the problem with evil. Evil never rests. Did you know that? The, the Bible says that the wicked cannot sleep until they've done evil. while well, well, righteous people sleep. In fact, the Bible says the sleep of the righteous person is sweet, but evil can never, never sleep. Like, let's, let's say this circle that I'm drawing in thin air is planet Earth. God created the heavens and the earth. And then in the earth, he created a garden. The garden in this probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have even been that big, the Garden of Eden. Tiny, in all of this, let's say, that, let's say it was a big garden, and in all of this, planet Earth, that's the Garden of Eden. And the Bible says, and there God took the man whom he had formed and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. It's not even a chapter, and Satan comes into the garden. He, he just can't leave good enough alone. Like we just go back from Italy. Like, go and live on the Amalfi Coast. It's beautiful. <laughs> Positano, Sorrento, Capri. Eat spaghetti al dente. I mean, but no no, 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 no. He he has to go. He he's not happy unless he defiles what is holy. He's not happy unless he, he 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 found a way. He found a way into the womb, the womb. Looking at beautiful Pastor Katie, beautiful little life, beautiful little baby growing in the womb. God created this in a, in a. The baby right now is in an amniotic sack of fluid. It's protected. It's attached to an umbilical cord, being fed nutrients. Whatever she eats, the baby's picking up. It's, it's so beautiful. God designed it. But Satan, like the Garden of Eden, because he's evil, the Bible calls him the evil one, can't leave good enough alone. He has to defile whatever is holy. He has to defile whatever is sacred, whatever is pure, whatever is beautiful. He defiles marriage, he defiles men, he defiles women, he defiles children, he's a defiler, he's wicked. And so the reason we get engaged is because the church is meant to be God's voice, God's mouthpiece, but even that, we're meant to be his hands and his feet, and he gave us an assignment, and our job is to drive out evil i'm telling you san diego is blessed because awakened church gets involved gets engaged runs for officers because we know when the righteous are in authority the people rejoice amen amen all right so let me give you three three things you may not have seen in here uh, three three quick thoughts the first one is this the first temptation he says to jesus if you are the son of god command these stones to become bread Now, Jesus has just fasted for 40 days. He hasn't eaten anything for 40 days. And He says, see these rocks around you? Change one of them rocks into bread. You're hungry, aren't you? He's like, I haven't eaten for 40 days. He goes, turn one of these stones into bread. The first first area of temptation, the first discernment of a dark agenda is... That the, the, the devil wants you to adopt the posture of change my circumstances, not me. Change my circumstances, not me. Leanne and I have been pastoring for over 30 years. It's amazing, Pastor Stacy, how many people we meet and it was the boss's fault it was the spouse's fault it was my husband it was my wife it was my mother it was my father it was the the teacher didn't recommend it was it was you know and it's and we want everything else to change we know people that change spouses change jobs change geography change and they're never happy because it's never about your circumstances it's about you god wants to change you he, he will allow you to go through things in fact he will bring you through things because his intention is to change you. But we, we want God to change the world around about us. But God's like, no, no, I'm actually trying to change you. I remember, I remember one of the, one of the, you know, we, we get these comments, you know, at Awaken Church, I left Awaken Church because at Awaken Church, they were trying to change me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like Awaken Church because they were like, I did trying to change people. The truth is I can't change anybody. I don't have the power to change. But there is a change agent. Do you know the Bible says to be be ye renewed, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind? The, the, Bible, the Bible is like I, I thank God that I'm not the person I was when I was 18. I thank God I'm not the person I was when I was 25. I thank God that I'm not the person I was even when I was 30 and when I was 35. God changed me. Here's the deal. When, when, when we arrive in, into this world, if you, if you know handsome Antonio delivers you, <laughs> you arrive with the DNA of your mama and the DNA of your papa. You will, you will arrive with certain bents and biases. And then as you grow up, nature, nurture, which one is it? It's both. You will learn certain values and you will learn certain behaviors. When I got saved, I knew that I, I didn't want to hit Leanne when we had an argument. I just knew that I'm not going there. But that didn't help me resolve conflict. I just knew that's what my dad did to my mother and it was brutal, it was, it was grieving, it was traumatic as a kid and I knew that's what I didn't want to do but I didn't know, so I, so I thought it was okay to, to use names and use harsh words and she would cry and I'm like, oh, why are you crying? Suck it up, Buttercup. And I was sick, but then God had, to, God had to deal with me because I remember this, this one day we had this argument and, and I knew that if I said names, it would hurt her. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just gonna go for a walk and I'm gonna talk to God about your insubordination and do not be surprised if when I return, you have broken out in boils. Just get ready. So while I'm away. God begins to deal with me, and it's like, what, sh- what is your problem? I'm like, my problem? Hello, the woman you gave me, <laughs> to quote scripture, Adam. And he said, well, what kind of a wife do you want? I'm like, wow, a do-over? Hmm, um, I don't want to make the same mistake. I want a princess. He's like, when was the last time you called a princess? And I'm like, well, when she starts behaving like, and God says, it's not how it works. I said, what do you mean it's not how it works? Of course, it's how it works. When she behaves it, then I'll tell her. He goes, that's not how it works. He says, what do I do with Eve and Adam? I'm like, well, I, I don't know. He said, well, how did I bring, I said, well, you open up a sign? And I said, he said, before that, I said, well, you said it wasn't good for man to be alone. He said, you know, yeah, after that. I said, well, you open up the side. He said, no, there's something in between. I said, no, no, God, I've, I've read the Bible. He's like, I wrote it. <laughs> he always wins. And so I look, and do you know there's something in between? The Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. God puts him, in, Before he puts him into a sleep and removes the rib, God said it's not good for man to be alone. So then God does this. He brings all the animals that he created. He brings them all to Adam, and he has Adam name them. Wow. And the Bible says, and whatever Adam called them, that's what they became. Then he puts him into a sleep. And God said to him, God said to me, I had to teach Adam the power of his mouth before I gave him the blessing of a spouse. And he said, jurgen I've watched you. You're complaining to me saying, change my wife, change my wife. It's not her sunshine and buttercup. It's you that needs to change. You need to change your... So I promise you, Tony, I came home, got on my knees and repented to Leanne. And I would love to tell you, she immediately (laughs) said, oh my God, I believe you. I believe that God changed you in just a moment. She didn't believe, and, and I'm telling you, she made me work for it for the next 18 months. But you know, and that was in the early years of our marriage, but you ask her now, she will tell you, there's not a day that goes by where I I don't call her beautiful, I don't call her brilliant, I don't call her mag. Every single day I look for that opportunity to speak words of life. And I am telling you, I am married to the most stunning, the most magnificent, the most drop-dead gorgeous, the most wise. I mean, I said to Mike Yeager, I said, how wise is my He said, Pastor Jürgen, she's like a little miniature Buddha covered in bling. That's how wise she is. I don't know where he comes up with those vernaculars, but that's what he, I don't know. But anyway, and so, now you may say, well, hang on. You're kind of living in a little bit of a fantasy. That's that's not reality. Don't wake me. Don't wake me. Because I am loving being married to, I feel like I've married so far out of my league She's out of my league. Not just a fool to believe I'm anything she needs. So change happens with me. But we want want everything else to change. I remember when we we moved here. Can I do a confession? So when we moved here, this is a really funny story. So we had vision builders in Australia. And uh, Leanne and I had committed $10,000 to vision builders. And then this is 2004. And then 2005, we're moving here. And we knew, we knew that we had to, you know, but we were, you know, kind of finishing up as a youth pastor and then, you know, shipping stuff over and, you know, booking airfares and flights and everything. So I kept kind of, I knew, I knew I had to. And so anyway, literally about two weeks before we were flying over, we had the Vision Builders dinner. And so I said to Leanne, oh my gosh, I haven't paid it, but I promise you I'm going to pay the Vision Builders dinner. You know, ten thousand dollars, and so we get there and we hear the the story. It was all inspiring. So I'm like, you know what? And they say, look, if you haven't paid from last year, you know, just rope it into what you're going to give this year. So I wrote down twenty thousand dollars. I thought, well, you know, I'll fulfill the ten thousand. I got it tonight. Check. I'll give the check, and then let's just let's just come on. Let's just, I, even though we're moving to San Diego, let's believe God that we're going to sow into you know our our home another $10,000, that's what I thought, you know, so, so I did that, $20,000, you know, and then at the end of the night, you know, we gave the first fruits the $10,000, so I'm thinking $20,000 minus $10,000 is $10,000 left, and so, you know, a couple of weeks later, we're about to get on a plane, and so I pay the last $10,000, and, you know, and I feel really good, the problem is, the problem was Pastor Phil got me up on the platform, as, as he does, and he's just, he's always punching people. And he's punching me in the chest. He goes, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is the youth guy. This is our youth pastor. What's your name again? Jurgen, yeah, whatever. And he's just punching me. And he goes, uh, he goes yeah, this guy here. Yeah, fulfilled his last year's vision builders, then pledged another 20. And I'm like, and, and people stood and they're like, man, you're incredible. My I don't want to rush. I thought, so I said to Lynch. Leanne, Leanne's like, oh, you should have, I said, oh, but, but you know, he had a flow. He was trying to inspire people. I said, I'll just talk to Glenn Henry, the accountant afterwards, and I'll explain it to him. And so I went to Glenn Henry, I explained it to him said, Glenn, I said, I did write 20, but it was, you know, 10. Oh, that makes sense, you know. And so then we fulfilled the other 10. So, you know, so he anyway, said, so now we're in San Diego. And we have a property. We had land that we bought. We bought this one acre. It was a miracle thing. And we realized we need to, to sell it because you can't rent or lease an acre of land, you know, for, to cover the mortgage. You know, someone feeding their horse doesn't want to pay a mortgage on, so... So we put, and three times it went into escrow and three times it fell out of escrow. And it was was costing us $4,800 a month. So we put $100,000 on our mortgage to plant the church to buy sound equipment and everything else. But we're watching this $4,800 a month coming out. So this is now almost nine months later. And three times we had it in escrow, three times it fell out of escrow And I look in in our savings account and we've got $12,000 left. And my wife says to me, I think it's because of vision. And I said, woman, how many times? Who's the math person? You or me? Me. Let me explain it. I said, 20. And then I gave 10. That means 10. And then we paid the 10. I only you. Talk, you can call, You want me to call? I'll call Glen Henry now. You can, and she's like, I don't care. I don't care about any of that. You were on the platform. You got. A, I'm like, oh God, there's blood. And so, true story. True story. This one morning, it's stressing me out. So I get up at four thirty because I'm not sleeping anyway. And so I just go go for a prayer walk. And we're living at Scripps Ranch, and there was a. You know, you know how the marine layer comes in. I'm sitting on a bench underneath a, a, a lamplight, a street light. You can just see the, you know, from the light. And I'm just sitting there and I'm looking up and my face is getting wet from the dew. And I said, God, what is wrong with people? <laughs> three times it's been in escrow, three times it's fallen out of escrow. What's wrong with people? Why can't they follow through on their commitment? <laughs> 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 just ignore what I said why can't they follow through on their commitment and it was like my words came out of my mouth and, in, and just kind of they, they came out and then turned around and went yeah exactly and so I came home and I woke up my Leanne I said babe you were right again like, did you know I married Miss Wright? I just didn't realize her first name was always. So there's a true story. 12 grand. So I don't have enough. If I put, send the 10, so i send the 10. Now I've only got 2,000 and my next payment is forty-eight. I don't know how I'm gonna make the payment. I promise you, the day after it leaves my bank account and hits the bank account there, I get a phone call from Georgie Kelly, who was our, our realtor, And she says, hey, I know that I'm not your realtor anymore, but can you remember the first guy that put the offer in? Yeah. Well, it was conditional. I said, yeah, I know. And she goes, well, he just sold it. He just had a cash offer. He wants to know you're still interested. And I told him, well, Flip, it's been so long. You probably have to pay more. So he's going to give you $100,000 more. Would you take it? I said, let me pray about it. Done. And so we sold it the next day. It was locked up. Do you know how many times I was fasting and praying, praying and fasting for God to change the circumstances the whole time God was waiting to change me? We want the circumstances to change, but God is waiting for you to change. Number two, numero dos, or in Italian, doi. Doi. Number two, doi, is live irresponsibly. Live irresponsibly. Satan takes Jesus up onto the pinnacle of the temple and he says, go ahead, jump. Throw yourself down, it is written, the angels will take care of you. They'll oh, catch you. You won't even dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus had to say, hang on, whoa, 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 devil. It is also written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord, th- the Lord thy God. The devil's trying to say, hey, you can live recklessly and God will just fix it. I've got to tell you, probably the, the saddest thing we've seen, Pastor Stacey, isn't it, is the amount of people, you know, you'd meet with them and they're blessed and highly favored, but they don't do anything that the Bible says and they wonder why their life's a mess. It's very simple. This is not God's 10 suggestions. And God didn't, God didn't give us 10 commandments because he's up in heaven going, Gabriel, Gabriel, uh, they're having too much fun down there. Look at Mikey Yeager, way too much fun. I want to come up with some rules. What about 25 rules? Oh no, that's, that's too many. All right, 10, let's just come up with 10. The 10 commandments aren't to hurt you. The 10, com- do, you, do you know you would pay 0 in car insurance, zero in home insurance if everybody lived the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not steal. Premiums would go to, nobody steal, are you kidding me? Thou shalt not kill. What we pay in taxes just to keep prisons open, thou shalt not commit adultery. The amount of, you know, from. The Ten Commandments, they're they're, they're not commandments of death, they're commandments of life. You can't live wrong and expect your life to do right. When your life is not congruent with this, you will know something's not working. But when your life is congruent with this, you will find your life will begin to flourish. You'll find that your life will begin to do well. It's amazing how many people continually make poor choices. Your choices determine your destiny. Start making choices according to the scripture. Start making choices according to God and you'll find it go well, but, but, but uh, 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 the, even the Christian TV kind of capitalizes on this. For your donation of $20 or more, we're going to send you the anointed $1 bill. The man of God himself has prayed over this $1 bill. And for your kind donation of $20 or more, the man of God will send you the anointed $1 bill. Just put that thing in your shoe. Everywhere you go, you're going to walk in blessing. Breakthrough (laughs) is apparent in the $1 bill. We've got, this, we've got this holy water from the Jordan River and for your donation of $25 or more, we'll send it to you. And these are people, they need miracle after miracle and they're, they're sending money to these... Oh, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. That was the permission I needed. They're sending money to these jack wagon, charlatan preachers who exploit... They're meant to teach if you live right, if you live congruent with the Word of God. What was the the Scripture that, that Tony read out tonight? God says, if you will meditate on my law, Do not let it depart from your mouth. Then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. But meditate in it morning and evening, day and night. This book is the key to unlock success. But there's all these people, they live wrong, but they send this money in believing for a Hail Mary. You don't need to, to get one of those magic dollar bills or the Holy Water. You can live right. You can live right. I've learned the hard way. Pastor Mike, I've made some terrible choices. I remember it was my wife. We got married when she was 17 and a half. Can you believe that? 17 and a half when we got married. And so it was her 18th birthday and she was no longer living with her mom and dad. She was now mine at 18. I thought, man, what do I get? And she, and you know, because she was no longer living at home, we were kind of eating fast food. And she kept saying to me, do you think I'm fat? And I was stupid. I thought what she wanted was honesty. She's like, do you think I'm fat? I didn't know she wanted reassurance. But then this one night, we are watching, we watching TV and she fell asleep. And then, you know, the infomercials come on. You know, so this infomercial comes on. It's late at night, infomercial. Do you have unsightly flabs? Are you complaining about putting on weight? You know, does your butt look, whatever. And... Uh, <laughs> The Thigh Blaster, four easy payments at $29.95. And I'm like, oh my gosh. She's talking about packing on some pounds. She's falling asleep. It's her birthday. I don't know what to get her. I hear you, Lord. So, idiota. Stupid or I, I think they're probably not the right words, but anyway, I'm throwing myself under the bus. I call the stupid number. I give them my credit card. It arrives. Then I've got a friend who works at like a Nordstrom's in Australia. Yeah, and they do gift wrapping. Idiot! Idiot! Takes it down and gets a gift wrap. So on the morning of her birthday, I'm like, "Babe, baby, you awake? Are you awake? Get ready! I got the gift for you. You're gonna love it." She sits up. I go out. I... She's like, "Wow, it's in a big box. What is it?" I'm like, baby, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. I'm it. It. gonna, I'm gonna You're gonna love it." And, I, and you know, and he gift wrapped and had a big, beautiful bow. And she goes, "I want to keep the bow. I said, "Keep the bow. Keep the bow." She goes, "This is beautiful paper. I don't want to rip that." I said, "Don't rip the paper. Keep the paper." So she, like there's, and then, you know, she opens it and she just sees the word thigh. <laughs> thigh. And she looks at me, "An idiot!" I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "Keep going! Keep going! You love it!" <laughs> and then she pulls the paper away this side and it says, "Blaster." An idiot, I'm still, so, did I do good? Hey, you're talking about, Hey. And then she no longer made eye contact. She just looked straight ahead and the little bottom lip starts going. And I'm like, warning, warning, danger. Will Robinson do, does not compute, does not compute. What is coming? I'm like, hang on, what? And she goes, you think I'm fat! I mean you can't live wrong and expect right. Instead of kisses and cuddles, I had a shoe thrown at my head. That's a terrible illustration, but it's funny. It's funny. All right, the last one, number three. I've kind of squandered our time. The devil takes him up onto a high mountain. Takes him up onto a high mountain. Shows him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and their splendor. says, all these have been delivered to me. I can give them to whoever I wish. If you'll just bow down before me, all these will be yours. What I never realized is... On a high mountain, there's no one else around. There's no one there. No one would see. No one would know if Jesus... Number three is the devil tries to get you to believe that you can have a secret life. you can have this persona in public but be somebody else my precious no the reason he's tormented is because you can't or you'll do it for a little bit I honestly believe that nearly all of our mental homes where people have lost Control of there is because for so long they tried, but you've always got to pay the ferryman. You'll always end up paying. My greatest battle, my greatest war with the devil is his lie and his seduction to tell me that I can be somebody on Sunday, still perhaps be that person Monday, Tuesday, but I can have a little. I can have a little secret. I can, shh, and no one knows. It's just you and me. There's no one else around. I won't tell anyone if you don't. And you know what? The devil doesn't need to tell anybody. The devil wouldn't have, if Jesus would have bowed his knee, the devil wouldn't need needed to tell anybody, we would have all noticed. You'd notice. Don't believe the lie of the devil. David said this, I think it's Psalm 89, he says, Unite my heart. Unite my heart to fear your name. What is integrity? What does it mean to integrate something, Jim? What does integration mean? Integration is two things coming together. Integrity, integrate. Don't, the devil's always trying to split the atom. He's always trying to split. Just make a decision. I'm not having a secret life. He'll try and tempt men at night. Everyone's in bed. Go onto this side. Google this. Go onto this. The amount of men wake up in the morning with shame, with guilt, and then the devil says in the shame and the guilt, shh, don't tell anybody. You can have this stash of secret life but it eats away like a cancer. It torments. The most powerful thing you can do is literally flip off the devil and say, devil, I have one life and it's all his. I have one life, one life. I'm not giving 90%, 95%, 99%. I'm giving all of it. You get zero. Come on, let's stand to our feet. I'm over time. Lift your hands to heaven. I feel such a beautiful anointing. How many people feel better already because you're like, man, I've made some dumb mistakes in my marriage, but I never bought my wife. a thought, you should feel good right now. You should feel good right now. I think I can make it. Honey, we can make it. That idiot made it. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I just... I break the spirit where our, our our entitled generation always blames. we We blame our parents, we blame others, we blame, and I'm not saying that they didn't do anything wrong. Maybe they did. But we are misplaced and displaced if we're saying God changed my circumstances. Everything changes when you let him change you. Let him change you. Let him change you. Joseph was thrown into a pit. Betrayed by his brothers, they sold him as a slave to Ishmaelites who took him down to Egypt, where where he was placed on a platform, a gavel comes down, an exchange is made, a contract is written, and he's now the chattel, the property of an Egyptian master called Potiphar. And yet, years later, when his brothers are before him and they recognize who he is and the authority he has, he looks at them and he says, what you did, you meant for evil, but God, he meant it for good. Do not think that this day I'm going to do you harm. God sent me ahead of you. Today I'm in this position. Fear not. I'm going to look after your wives, your children, your flocks. In fact, I've already negotiated the best of the land of Egypt I mean, that's the spirit of the kingdom they did wrong to him he could have prayed God change my circumstances God deliver me from these change God bring vengeance on my but he realized God was not working there God was working in here he was a 17 year old little brat when he went to Egypt but because he allowed God to change him, he became one of the most powerful general managers, one of the most powerful stewards the world has ever seen. literally took the entire world through the severest famine where Egypt, the land that he was looking after, flourished and prospered, where he saved the entire nation of Israel so that Judah could bring forth the Mashiach, the Messiah, all because God was able to work in Joseph because he wasn't saying God change my circumstances change me if you're living wrong if you're living incongruent with scripture repent make a decision tonight I'm coming into alignment with the word of God I'm coming into alignment with the word of God I'm coming into alignment with the word of God and then let me just say the last one your biggest battle my biggest battle is is robbing the devil of a, of a foothold or a handle in my life where he tells me I can have a secret life, I can have a private life, I can have a, a double life. You can't. You can't. I can't tell you how many men have sat in my office weeping because they believe the lie of the devil, that they could have this other life, this other life not realizing It would cost them this bride. It would cost them the respect of their children and their families. Come on, lift your hands high to heaven. Father, we break the lies of the devil. We break his lies. We we discern dark agendas tonight. And I break that spirit. Tonight, I thank you, Father God. Tonight, not one of us here leaves this place. Living a double life. We take both feet and we place them into your kingdom. We say, hasta luego, devil. Adios. We're not coming back. We're living for God. Holy, pure, totally devoted. I break shame. I break the chains of addiction. I break the chains of addiction that keep men up at night. I break the addictions that, that people inject into their veins or drink when nobody's around, self-medicating. I break that spirit now. I break those who are struggling with fear. I break those who are entertaining infidelity. I break the spirit of, 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 of the seduction that says that your, your life will be happy warming somebody else's bed. It's a lie. It's a trap. I break that spirit now. God gave you your spouse God gave you your spouse the blessing is on your spouse the blessing is on that marriage Father I thank you tonight thank you tonight thank you Father tonight those that maybe with finances you've been taking money bring it back 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 back. I'm not saying that there may not be any but it's the right thing you can't You can't prosper by stealing, you can't do it. Don't have a double life, don't have a double life. In Jesus mighty name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey listen, for more information about our church go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app, it is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages